Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. It's Mark Joseph Bennett recording from the XC60 Recording Studios. Now, going to uh, plug a couple of dates in case you're listening to this. What is it? It's the 27th, January 27, 2019. Guys, who would have thought we'd make it? 2019. Weren't we all supposed to die in 2010? Wasn't that the case? Well, first there was the Y2K for you people who aren't children out there. And everybody was worried the world was going to end because computers were going to roll over and uh, take a shit. I don't remember what it was. but then And then we had the 2010 because the Mayans, they just stopped drawing their calendar up to that point. I believe that was the problem. Just They're just lazy Mayans. You know the old stereotype, right? They just, they just stopped because who gives a shit? After 20, they were like, you know what? We've done like 2,000 years. That's enough. But here we are, 2019. So I got dates coming up. I'm plugging some dates. I, I'm back in Ottawa, Canada. Oh, my God, at the Absolute Comedy Club on Preston Street. I think it's 412 Preston Street. I'm actually a bit cold right now. I'm getting a cold draft here. Sir, I'm an old man. Oh, I'm an old man. And uh, I'm going to be there from Tuesday to Sunday. At the Absolute Comedy on Preston. So I think, I guess, starting the 29th of January and continuing on that whole week. So if you're in the Ottawa area and, you know, you feel like laughing at me or with me, I will take either. Just come on down to the club. I don't know how tickets are selling. I don't ask that stuff anymore. I just show up. I'm like, what do you got? You got five people? You got 500 people? I'll take it. Just give me my check and let me go home. That's what I always say. No, it's a real great time. That's uh, It's my favorite club to play in all of the world. No joke. The Ottawa Comedy Club in uh, Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, on Preston Street. The Absolute, com- AbsoluteComedy.ca. Go look for my smiling face. It's kind of a, I don't know. I don't love the headshot. I don't love it. But um, what am I going to do? Go take another one? Come on, guys. Jesus Christ, we're lucky to be alive. It's 2019. I don't got time to be taking new headshots. Ladies and gentlemen, what are we going to talk about on this podcast, you ask? I'll tell you what. Important, important things, guys. Aside from me just shilling myself, telling people to come to my show, I'll tell you what else is uh, I went to the doctor. All right? I went back to my endocrinologist. Now, listen. Here's the, here's the thing. There's some people probably tuning into the podcast for the first time because they saw me at the Ottawa Comedy Club. I'm picturing the future right now, right? They saw me at the club. They were like, that is a man I want to hear more from. I need to hear more of the things he says. And so they're tuning into this podcast, and then they're, you know, they're listening in the pa- to the past because they're like, hey, it's Thursday. What does he mean? He's, he recorded this on Sunday? That's how things work. All right? So you people who are new to the podcast, let me just catch you up. All right? And, in fact, if you watch the show, you probably know, because I talk about this on stage, that uh, the bones are gone. All right? I got the osteoporosis, even though I'm only 40. And uh, only 40. As if, right? That's still, that's old as shit. Don't get me wrong. 40 is old. It's just that my, you know, you should have more bones when you're 40. Yeah. There's no doubt you should look like shit. I I get that. 
but your bones shouldn't be disappearing as fast as mine are. They should be disappearing a little bit. We're all dying, right, guys? But anyway, so I went to the endocrinologist, and here's the thing, guys. Never have optimism. That's what I always say. Set yourself up. Give yourself the low expectations because then you go in and either you're confirmed right, you know, because you're thinking the worst, and then you're like, see, I knew it because, you know, maybe maybe you get bad news, but at least you're right. You know what I mean? So if you but you go in, you're thinking you're going to hear good news. Oh, buddy, are you set up for a fall? Now, I know that that's not how you should look at life, but maybe with doctor's appointments it is. Right. So here's the thing. I was getting blood tests. Uh, I've been getting a thousand blood tests. I'm like a fucking pin cushion. They're just constantly blood testing me. And uh, the latest two blood tests since December, uh, I did one in December, did one in January, and uh, my phosphorus levels were normal for the first time ever. And that's the big problem, apparently, is that my phosphorus levels are always too low, so that's why my bones are not very good. So these levels were normal. So I'm thinking when we go in after my bone scan, my DEXA, not a bone scan. It's a because a bone scan is the more invasive one, right? It's a uh, bone density scan. So that that's nothing, by the way. If you ever need a bone density scan, don't worry about that. That shit is nothing. That's like a thirty second test. It doesn't hurt at all. You you sit down on a table and they put a little like rod over you. It goes. It's like a Star Trek thing. And then, boom, you're done. You're like, I'm done? They're like, oh, yeah, you're done. Nothing to it. You don't feel a thing. It has less radiation than an X-ray. It's fantastic. It's, uh, I recommend it. Even if you don't need a bone density scan, go get one. It's a good time. So I'm thinking that my latest bone density scan is going to be maybe a bit better. For the first time since we've been scanning, maybe it's a bit better because my phosphorus levels in my blood are finally normal. Thanks to me sucking down the phosphorus pill that I do suck down. And it gives me the shits because that's what it does. That is that is true. You do um, phosphorus. Basically, the only time anyone takes it is when they are constipated. So it, it just gives you gives you the runs. That's that's what it's for. It's a laxative, basically. So the other day. I, uh, I go into Costco because Costco is the only place that will give me phosphorus. Like I went to regular pharmacies. I went to some mom and pop pharmacies because you got to support the local community, guys. And uh, they were like, we can't get any in. I'm sorry. Nobody ever needs phosphorus, so we don't carry it. And we can't get our supplier to get it for you. I'm like, well, for fuck's sake. So I went and I go over to Costco. Now, Costco, I ordered uh well, I what, 10, 10 tubes of it, and each tube has um, 20 tablets. So I spent like 480 bucks on phosphorus in one setting, and like that, that lasts me like three months. So uh, I go to the counter, I order the phosphorus, I go home, and because uh, they have to get it shipped in. They call me that night, and they're like, hey, so uh, got this uh, order for phosphorus. Do you know how much you ordered? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got like, uh, t- I got 10, 10. They were like, you didn't get 10 tablets. You got, you got 10 boxes of tablets. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And they're like, are, are you sure? 
You sure you want that? Because they're thinking, this guy's going to shit himself to death. He is just going to shit until he's dead. Sir, is that what you're looking for? Because there are other ways to commit suicide, sir, that are less disgusting than this. And maybe in their mind they're thinking, well, that's what he wants. Maybe he hates his loved ones. And he wants them to find him just in a room covered in shit. You know, like like that Marquis de Sade movie. Just you enter the prison cell and it's just covered in shit. But no, Costco, I'm not trying to commit suicide via diarrhea. I need it. I'm just, I have a rare bone condition. Rare. But any hoozles. I'm taking the phosphorus. I'm having the diarrhea. And the... But my blood level, my blood levels are normal. Fantastic, fantastic. Let's go in, get one of those bone density scans, which is, which, like I said, that's a ton of fun. Get one of those things. Let's see what happens, right? Well, folks, apparently, my <laughs> spine is gone. It is, uh, it has disappeared. At uh, a very fast pace, it, it, it the degradation is increasing. See, I have, I've in fact not only have I not improved, or even stayed the same, or even gotten a little worse. I've gotten much worse, and quickly. So basically, in in a twelve month span, I lost seven percent of my spine, and my spine was already, it was already on its way out. I barely have any spine as it is. I don't know if you know anything about Z-scores but and T-scores, but mine are the same. My Z and T are the same. Mine is 3.9. So you want to go look that up. And when you do, you may be like, oh, boy. Yeah, he's not getting around. That is some serious osteoporosis that kid's got, you know? And that's true. But here's the thing, guys. Let's not panic, all right? I, I was about to say, I'm taking this as a positive. Of course, I'm not taking it as a positive. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I am, I am thinking this, we'll find a way. We'll turn this around, right? It, it, from what I can read about my disorder, the uh, hypophosphatemic rickets is what I have, the, um, there needs to be a balance between the calcium and the phosphorus, and it's a complex matter, and my kidneys don't seem to be working the greatest, so maybe if we adjust the levels a little bit, maybe I get a little calcitriol. You know, that's normally what my doctor thinks I don't need calcitriol because she, she says I have too much calcium in my urine. My urine. <laughs> is, this, is this stuff you want to hear? Too bad. It's my podcast. I'm going to talk about it. But I think that if we adjust the levels a little bit, right, maybe, maybe things will be fine. Oh, and this is how I wanted to start the podcast, and I should have. I'm George Costanza now. This is what I'm thinking. Because if every instinct that I had was wrong, the opposite must be correct. Right? Oh, Georgie Costanza. That's some, that's some wisdom right there. I don't know if Larry David wrote that episode, but it, it feels like he did. Because that's some beauty wisdom. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm just, what, what I've done for the last year, 
I'm just going to do the opposite. All right. I so what I've been doing this last year, I've been drinking a lot of coffee and drinking a lot of a lot of beer. And uh, it pains me to say that I won't be drinking beer this year, but I do love it. The thing is, though, I'm just trying to pinpoint something maybe I can do that might help. And like since everything I'm doing is clearly wrong. As we're accelerating the degradation process, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm, I'm going to cut down on the coffee. I'm going to try to eliminate it. Right now, I'm down to a cup and a quarter a day. All right? I, I can't go cold turkey. I was only on two cups of coffee, but I need them. Man, I got a fucking, I get a headache. All right? And then uh, I drink too much beer. And that's just from a gut standpoint alone. Like my, my son, I was wearing a belt today, and my son kept saying, Papa, Where's your belt? And it was it was under my gut, is where it was, and uh, that's that can't stand, right? So and also when you have a tummy as a man, that's hard on your back, your lower back. And guys, I don't know if I told you this, but uh, I don't have much of a back. So let's get rid of that gut. Oh, also, okay, I haven't been exercising. You know, part of me was thinking that uh, exercising might be, you know. Too much. I'm running around with the kid all the time. Um, let's just take it easy. You know, let, let's let this phosphorus work. You know, plus I'm lazy. But uh, So I haven't been exercising. Uh, too much beers. Too many beers. Too much beer. Uh, and um, maybe, maybe a little too much coffee. And also, guys, listen to this. This is the big one. All right. I haven't eaten meat. I haven't eaten red meat in I don't know how long. Four years, maybe more. Uh, I ate a little bit of chicken here and there over the course of those four years. But for the most part, I've been vegan and uh, vegetarian, certainly. You definitely say vegetarian for the last couple of years. So, I, I don't know, man. Listen, and I'm going to tell you right there. If you're out there and you're a healthy person, I'm going to say that uh, you should eat as little meat as you can. You know, I'm sure it's, it's good for the environment. It's good for the animals, all the poor animals. And it's good, uh, like the Canadian Health Guide just came out. And they, they totally, they basically are recommending a vegetarian slash vegan diet almost. They say you can eat a bitter protein. And they don't even specify that that protein has to be from animals. Like it is, it is pretty hardcore, like, We've been super wrong for a long time. Now, my wife's theory is that uh, there's just a new lobby in town. You know, instead of the meat and dairy lobby, we got, we got the, uh, the soy veggie lobby or some shit. That's probably true because nothing ever happens without the money. They say that the scientists were left alone to make this Canadian food guide. And uh, that's why be and because there weren't special interest groups there flashing their dollar dollar bills around. And uh, then, you know. We came up with what science thinks we should eat. And maybe that's true. But I don't know, guys. In my old, decrepit bone age, I have become cynical. And uh, I just don't know. I think my wife might have a point. And God knows I hate saying that, guys. Am I right? Ah, high five. But I think that, uh, yeah, when there's money involved, man. It's like I ever, all the car companies switching to the electric cars. Why are they doing that? Because that's what people are buying. They don't give a shit about the environment. They don't care about you. 
You know, they they just want to do it for themselves. Tes- like Elon Musk even. Granted, like I like the shit he does. It works out in, in to me for the world. I find that that's a, he goes in a better direction. But to, you think he's doing it for you and the planet? Ah, oh, come on. He's doing it for himself. He's like Walter White, man. He just he wants to be a big shot. He wants to prove how smart he is. And he's proven it. You know, and sure, if it comes at the benefit of other people and the world, that's great news. That's great news. But that's not why he's doing it. That's just that's just my cynical opinion. Very few people do things altruistically. I'm not even sure it's possible to do things altruistically. Because, you know, when you do things to help other people, you feel good about that, right? And I doubt there's anybody out there doing things that are good for other people that make them feel like shit. I mean, maybe there are. Maybe that's the true method, the, the true thing of altruism. Maybe that's what I was doing, right? If I was eating vegan, knowing that that was probably hurting my bones and, and putting me, you know, in a bad situation, and I still kept doing it, that'd be pretty altruistic. But that's not what I'm doing. What I've decided to do is eat red meat again. This is not a rigging endorsement for red meat. I don't know how this is going to go. In fact, I had a small steak today, and my side hurts. <laughs> it hurts a lot. And right around the appendix, which worries me, because the appendix, I think, is left over from when we used to eat raw meat. At least that's what I think. I have no idea. I am not a scientist. Oh, I wish I was. Maybe I could fix myself, right? But, um, yeah, this, my side hurts a little bit. The steak was good. Our apartment stinks, though, like steak now. When you when you make a steak, it stinks. Just so we, I turn on the lamp berger. Do you guys know what the lamp berger is? It's uh, this French fucking thing where they, they, you put a smelly liquid in a bottle and then you light it on fire. You light the top on fire and then you blow that out and then it, uh, Puts the scent around. It, it was. It's used. It used to be used anyway for, um, like, what are they called? Morticians, the, the embalmers, the guys who work with dead bodies, the uh, the undertakers. I don't. You know, like so when they're working with dead bodies. So that would they put that in a room, and that would keep the smell out. You know, and if so, if it works for that, it should work for your steak smell. Similar. Dead bodies, right? Except hopefully the morticians weren't cooking up the bodies. Anyway, the point is, these things work great. So I got that going upstairs now while I'm down in the parking garage recording this fucking thing. And guys, listen now, listen. Don't cry for me, Argentina, all right? We're going to be fine. We're going to turn this ship around. I'm going to start taking the L-carnitine. Now, Long-time listeners to the podcast, you guys know I'm a big fan of L-carnitine. It's a supplement that uh, enabled me, in in my opinion, to have a child, to have little little baby Sam. And when I took this, because I I was getting my getting the the old junk tested, and at the fertility clinics, and they were saying you are deficient in every way, and I'm like I know that, and they were like no, we mean your sperm as well. Aside from you as a person, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. That's also deficient. I get that. 
and they couldn't figure out why because I didn't have any real problems that they could pinpoint. So I um, did a little research myself, and I started taking this supplement, this L-carnitine, and uh, boom, like I did a 180. My urologist, he measured that shit, and he was like, everything's fixed. What the hell happened? And I'm like, dude, L-carnitine, buddy, tell your patients, but he can't. He can't tell his patients. These doctors, man, their hands are tied. They have so, they can only do what is proven and in their medical textbooks. They can't give you, they can't tell you to take certain supplements. They can't, they can't, they don't even recommend like multivitamins. They just, anything, because they can be sued for saying anything that is not exactly what is sanctioned by their uh, medical bodies, you know? They're overseers, the board of medicine or whoever, whoever talks to them and threatens them. Like there was that all oh, that thing a while ago about the Lyme disease, right? Where people thought they had chronic Lyme disease. And if doctors even hinted that you should have treatment for a chronic Lyme disease, that they would be threatened to, that the, their medical license was going to be revoked. Threatened. Say, hey, you say that again. That's it. You're not a doctor anymore. So it's, they have a lot of pressure on them. And that's why I say you should listen to the doctors absolutely. All right? Vaccines, things like that, get that flu shot. Get that flu shot. It's 76% effective this year. We got a good one, and, it, and it's good, man. This one's hitting, hitting the kids hard, and that's not cool, man. Go get that flu shot. We got to get that herd Im, Im, immunity, that herd immunity. You're like, well, I don't care if I get the flu. Well, it's not about you, you fucking selfish asshole. It's about the other people. The elderly or people with compromised immune systems. People with no bones. Little children. Little children with no bones. You got you to gotta try to protect those people, man. So when you get immunized, that helps everybody. Come on, guys. You know, like there, in Portland, apparently, there was this big ass, there's a measles emergency. Like a state of emergency over an outbreak of measles. Because everyone in Portland, according to the Portlandia TV show and everybody else I hear is very like, oh, we're so granola, man. You don't need vaccines, man. That's just the government trying to tag your blood, man. No, it's vaccines are the greatest medical invention in history. Arguably, maybe not even arguably. They've saved more lives than anything. And so people aren't getting these fucking vaccines over there. And this shit's coming back. Polio is coming back, guys. Polio! You know how fucked up that is? That's crazy, man. You want you go talk to somebody who had polio. They're still around. They're old. They're still around. They'll they'll punch you in the fucking face if they can do it. Because, you know, they they may not have the motor skills thanks to the polio, but if they got them, they'll knock you cold. Saying you're not getting your polio vaccine, you goddamn idiot. Anyway, get your vaccines. What I'm saying is you listen to the doctors. Absolutely. Absolutely. But when you're in my situation, especially my situation, all right? Now, most of you are going to be in it. Apparently, it's extraordinarily rare. I'm a, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm special. That's what I am. Basically, we're, we're, we're hitting a brick wall. You know, same thing with the, with the sperm. The doctors are like, look, we've done all we can. We don't really know what else to do. I did some research. I changed my diet. I took some supplements. Things got better. 
Maybe it was a coincidence. I really don't think so. So this time around, same thing. All right, the doctor, she's doing all she can. She keeps running her tests. Her tests seem to verify the things she thinks. She thinks I have this HHRH. She runs the tests. It seems to prove that. So what's the treatment? It's phosphorus. Takes the phosphorus, absorbs the phosphorus, not helping. Oh, what do we do now? More tests. But she's, a, you can tell, she's a little bit like, ee. All right, well, let's see what we can do. So I know that maybe it's time for me to make an adjustment. All right? Now, maybe the vegan diet, the vegetarian diet, maybe it has nothing to do with it. But it's not a reason not to experiment. Might as well experiment. And normally, people want to go the other way. You know, they have a shitty diet, and they want to go clean up their diet, start eating more vegan, you know, start eating less dairy, less meat. And look at me, I'm doing the opposite. I'm just sitting down eating quarter quarter pounders, giant T-bone steak dinners, you know, no veggies. Get those fucking things out of here. Now, I'm going to keep doing the veggies for for now, but I, I think I'm going to add in red meat especially. And listen to this, guys. Listen to this, if you will. This kind of was triggered by my wife. Uh, she was looking up some stuff, and she she said, I, I've, I've had a eureka moment. I'm like, oh, yeah, tell us your epiphany. She said, remember the L-carnitine, right? Maybe you start taking that supplement again. Because, obviously, if that fixed your jizz, then there was something missing from your diet or from or something, right? And I said, that's true. I start looking up L-carnitine. Now, you can make it yourself if you get enough of two certain amino acids, which are found readily in anybody, anybody. We're taking callers. Red meat. Red meat. So, what are you going to do? I'm going to start eating some red meat. As I say this, my stomach really hurts. My appendix, I think, is bursting. And I can't have that. I just told you about the shows I got on Tuesday. But anyway, you got to listen to the doctors. You gotta, but then you got to do your best yourself. You can't, just, you can't just go, well, they haven't figured it out, so what are you going to do? Then there's, then there's like the people who do stupid things, like that Steve Jobs. You guys heard of him, right? Like his doctors were like, you know, you got, you have liver cancer. We've got to cut out a part of your liver, and then you'll, you know, we'll save you. And he's like, no, I'm going to the Himalayas, and I'm going to chant with some monks. I'm going to rub some sunflower oil on my balls, and I'm going to be fine. And then he died. And apparently on his deathbed, he said to a buddy of his, uh, I saw this guy give some kind of interview. The guy ended up, the guy had the same liver cancer. Pancreatic cancer was a pancreatic cancer. Anybody? Pancreatic cancer, I think it was, now that I've thought about it. So anyway, this guy had the same pancreatic cancer. And uh, Steve Jobs said to him, don't be like me. Don't be stupid. Listen to the doctors. Get it cut out. To which I'm sure the guy was being nice about it, but he'd be like, yes, yeah, Steve. That's what, of course, that's what I'm going to do. Why in the fuck would I do what you did? Jesus Christ. See, is that the type of shit you want to say on your deathbed? No. I don't think it is. So, 
listen to your doctors. But the point is, guys, <laughs> is that I am listening to mine. However, we're we're at an Im- we're at we're at a roadblock. So now it's time for old Benny to step up. Time for Benny to do his best. I thought I was doing my best. I honestly did. You you think you know you hear all the dietitians and talk about the way you should eat and we, I've been doing that and you know trying to be healthy, doing the things the doctor asked. Sure, I I wasn't going to the gym. I suppose I could have done that. You know maybe I could have drank less beer. But really, I thought I was being pretty goddamn healthy. And I I, I mean you know according to literature, scientific literature, I was being healthy. But in my specific case, maybe not. So let's go. Let's go the other way, man. I've worked out three times in the last two days, and uh, I had um, I've had meat twice in the last two days. One was chicken, and today was the first red meat. And I've I've been drinking my protein shakes because let me tell you something. Tons of the amino acids in those protein shakes. Sure, lots of chemicals. I'll probably die of something else. I get that, but if there's for instance, if I'm missing L-carnitine, which is made by two specific amino acids, what else am I missing, right? Let's just pour in the amino acids. Let's just keep them coming, right? And unfortunately, the, what is it called? The bioavailability of these things, it seems to be much higher in animal products. And I don't like that, guys. I really don't. I, I, I'm a, I love animals. I'm a lover of animals. I have sex with animals. I love them. And I do not want to kill them. I really don't. And I wish I didn't. In fact, one of the things I was kind of happy about with, you know, the way I was, with the fact that I had shitty bones, was like, hey, I have a really, like, a, a, a large motivation to eat healthy because I've got to try to stay as healthy as I can. So let's, good for the environment, good for my health, yay, vegan, vegetarian type thing. But what are you going to do? This is the this is where we are now. This is the new news. That's why don't be too judgy, guys. I don't think I was very judgy when I was being a vegan. I really don't. I, I mean, maybe I could have been. But I was. I didn't just, if someone told me they ate meat, I wouldn't, like, punch them in the head. I was just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm doing this. You do that. That sounds fine with me. You know, and just like if you're out there and you're a vegan or you're a vegetarian, you're like, oh, come on. It's like, yeah, but you're not, you know, you're not in this situation. You're not the one who has a dust, dusty spine. It, it's dust. It's, it's, it looks like this. She showed me a fucking x-ray. It looks like a rusty pole. That's what I told my wife. It looks like a rusty pole with, like, little holes in the, in the pole. Just something like some condemned children's park with chunks of it missing. I don't know. Maybe I'm exaggerating it in my brain because I only saw a snapshot of it. I got to get my doctor to print that shit out, you know, so that I can look at it and obsess over it. You know, something nice and healthy. But anyway, listen to me now, guys. You don't cry for me, Argentina. The truth is, I never loved you. That is that. Those are the lyrics, right? <laughs> that would be funny. The truth is, I never loved you. Well, then, good. We won't cry for you then, Madonna, you dirty bitch. So, here's the thing. I'm not saying I got great news. Obviously, I did not. But they're not panicking. No one's panicking. I'm not getting any of those, you know, what's it called? Fosamax or, or 
flooper dupes or what are they? It just you know the bone growers that people use for osteoporosis. I don't want those things. I might have to take them eventually, but but nobody's even suggesting it right now. So that's good, you know. Nobody's panicking. You know, it's uh, apparently I. Uh, Apparently, you can have a very, very thin spine and still be functioning in society. So, uh, yeah. And also, like, so we were talking to my son's surgeon. Let me get into that in a second. Talking to my son's surgeon. And uh, when he, because he was asking, we had a bunch of blood tests done for Sam, right? And he said, why did you guys do so many blood tests for Sam? And we said, well, Mark has this weird condition. And, uh... We wanted to make sure that Sam didn't have it. So he had to get tested, his phosphorus, his calcium, all that shit, his full CBC blood work. And uh, and then the guy was like, oh, okay, yeah, so you have, yeah, re- your bones are like that, eh? And I was like, yeah, yeah, they're really bad. And then he said, well, you know, on the bright side, you don't have cancer. And uh, then he laughed. And then I laughed, you know, to not make him feel bad. I <laughs> didn't find it particularly funny, but I get what he's saying, Right. It's just, that's the thing. When I was first told, you got no bones, um, the doctors, they were white as ghosts. They were so, they they were like, we got to tell this guy he's dead. We got to tell him he's dying in tomorrow. Like, tomorrow. It was, it the type of bone cancer that it would have been, that would have led to that level of osteoporosis, would have meant basically, he's like, all right, say your goodbyes, because... You know, it could be any day now. And then you could tell that they were fucking... And when they did the radioactive tracer, that was the bone scan they did. So I had to they had to shoot radiation through my bones to see where the cancer was. And when they found none, they were baffled. They were like, what the fuck? We thought he was dying, but instead it's it's weird. And uh, he's just got no bones. He's a salamander. That's what my wife said. She said, my wife has severe asthma we're we're a fine couple son has to see a surgeon wife's got severe asthma and i have no bones she was like but you know even though when when doctors measure her oxygen level if they don't know her history they're like oh my god we gotta admit her to the hospital put her put her in an incubator she's gonna die because her oxygen level is lower than like a what a 90 year old lady's oxygen level should be or capacity. And um but she's had it her whole life. So she runs, she can run on the treadmill, she 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 can exercise, she's fine. It's like her body is adapted to this level. Now she still has she has her asthma puffer. She needs that every day and uh that helps her out. But her body is basically like one doctor he phrased it, he said, I when I came into this room, I looked at your chart before I came in and I expected to see you attached to an oxygen tank with a mask around your head because I, it makes no sense to me that you can breathe this well. And she was like, yeah, it's just been my whole life. So, I mean, what do I, no difference to me. So she's saying, maybe I'm like that. Maybe my body's just going to adapt to having no bones. You know? I'll be just like a gelatinous man. Maybe I'll be like, what's his name? Reed from uh, the Fantastic Four. Dr. Dr. Reed. Who knows? Maybe I'll become a superhero. You don't know. Could happen. So anyway, my son, his surgeon. Oh, shit. I'm already 35 minutes. I was only going to do 30 minutes. So um, my son had to go to a surgeon because, you know, he's got a hydro seal. 
He's got one enlarged ball, and that is from fluid dripping down from his abdomen, his kidney. I don't know. I wasn't listening. I was listening, but I was trying. Like, it was hard because, you know, the guy's talking about doing, like, it's a day surgery. He said it's nothing. It's no big deal. He'll be healed in a couple of days. It'll be fine. We just make a little incision. But, like, they have to knock him out. They have to put him under. And and I'm like, so what's, what happens if you don't fix it? He said, well, we don't really know. He said, we just, we used to fix it at six months. Then we gave it a year. Now at two years, if you still have some fluid leaking into your ball. Because apparently when you're a kid, when you're a boy, your balls are supposed to drop and then they're supposed to seal off from, you know, your uh, your kidneys. So, but the w- people, kids who whose balls don't, the little canal doesn't seal off. It just keeps dripping down. And then, like, they get fluid in their testicles. And so they get a big, they get one big testicle. And so we've been monitoring. It's supposed to go, it happens to lots of kids, but it's supposed to go away by the time they're one. His hasn't gone away, so the doctor's like, yeah, so we got a little snip, put a little stitch in there. I'm like, do we? You know? But anyway, I'll listen to the doctors on this one. Because the thing is, at least there is, you know, they they do the surgery all the time, and it's uh, yeah, we know the end result. For me, like if I would gladly listen to a doctor, if I knew there was something I could do to help. But everything we're trying is not helping. In fact, it seems to be hurting a little bit. But I digress. The son, my son, my my only begotten son. Even though I have another one coming in uh, in March. I got to do all the worrying all over again. So he's got to do the little surgery. Oh, it fucking kills me, man. It kills me. But it's, he's going to be fine. He's way tougher than his dad. It's just, uh, I'll give him a present. When we were there, when we were at the, at the place, my wife, she thought in her infinite wisdom that it would be a good idea. It would be a good idea to uh, tell Sam what he was to expect at the doctor. So she said, as we're driving there, says, yeah, we're going to go see the surgeon. Sam's like, yeah, we're going to see the surgeon. He seemed happy enough about that. Then he's, he's going to look at your testicle. He's like, no, no. Just <laughs> right away. No, I don't want him to look at my testicle. No, 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 no. And then he kept saying it over and over again. As we're carrying him into the hospital, every person he said, no, hey, she will not look at my testicle. No. And then we go in, there's a nurse, she's asking questions, and he was like, no, she will not look at my testicle. No, no, no. And then the doctor came in, and he had to do it, and he threw a fit. So uh, what I did was against my wife's advice, because she doesn't like when I give Sam presents um, for, you know, doing what he's told. But to me, he's scared, right? So I want to make the situation a little bit better. So I had some. I had a surprise present for him. I had a little cement truck, as I know he likes cement trucks. Had it in my pocket. So as the doctor touched his ball, I gave him the cement truck, and he 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 was just chipper, happy as a pig in shit. Went home, kept saying, "The doctor touched my testicle. The doctor touched my testicle," and that's something my wife mentioned. It's funny you tell kids their your their 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 whole lives. Hey hey, don't. Don't let any stranger touch you where you're not supposed to. And all of a sudden, we take him into a room with a strange man. We're like, hey, hey, just let him touch your testicles. Go ahead. There's no problem. Here's a present. Here you go. 
You can have a present if this strange man fondles your testicles. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for me. Onwards and upwards, guys. We're going to solve this thing. Everything's going to be fine. Come see me in Ottawa. I'll talk about this shit. We're going to have a grand old time. Everyone after the show, come out with me. We'll get a bone density scan. It'll be good, good times. This is Mark Bennett. I said shut up. Check in with you soon. Good night.